Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling and we're set for another big week of harness racing action coming up later today. It's Albion Park, 10 race program. More on that in just a moment. But I wanted to talk first and foremost about the Botra Queensland Young Drivers Championship, which uh, completed on Saturday night. It was all wrapped up and we had a winner. The champion for the 2021 season is none other than Matt Elkins. We spoke with Matt last week, so we're going to get him back on air this morning because we've got to say congratulations, Matt. Job well done. Thank you very much, Chris. Um, it was an honour to finally get a title to my name, I guess. So just to, to set me straight here, is that the final year that you were eligible for that series? Yeah, it should be the last year. I think it may have actually nearly been last year and I got another go because they were short on drivers. So it was good to uh, make use of the opportunity. Okay. It, it was a really good series. The series started last Wednesday night, two heats at a wreck left. Then we had a further two heats on Friday night at Albion Park before wrapping up with the two remaining heats on Saturday night. But it was a really good series, really competitive. Yeah, it was. Um, I guess it was a little different to a lot of series. There was probably not many standout horses or no driver had any real standout drives, which made it real competitive and gave a lot of us drivers a good even chance. It's also competitive, you know, not only on the track, but off the track as well, to make the list, to make that, you know, top 10 drivers to compete in this series. But then, you know, it's all results driven and you need to, to, to finish, you know, as high as you possibly can to maximise your points. But it's really competitive in so many different facets. Yeah, that's right. I mean, not only against 10 fellow junior drivers, but it also brings out another level of competitiveness. Um, you're up against a couple of mates, and then for me, I had my brother Justin in there. So there's a couple of little rivals in a battle in itself, I guess I could say. But all in all, good camaraderie between the entire group. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, we're blessed in Queensland. We've got a good bunch of young drivers, another good crop coming through. Um, and it's good that the trainers and owners keep backing us. And I guess you look through the fields nowadays and a lot of young kids are getting a go with the concession claims. So we're really lucky in Queensland we get from trainers, owners and I guess Racing Queensland and the board. Yeah, I, I want to ask the question but I think I know the answer to the question but I want to ask it. Do you feel that Queensland has the strongest bunch of junior drivers out of the entire country? Yeah, I think so. I think for sure. Um, Victoria is another state. There's a lot of good young drivers there coming through again now but yeah, Queensland's always been very highly contested and there's also a large group of us yeah, no doubt about it. Just going through the series, uh, the first night at Reckler, strong start from you, third and fifth, but the, the moving night for you was night two. You had the two drives, second in the first heat on, on Friday night, and then you won that uh, uh, second heat on Friday night. That was a key night for you with some really good results, and then you, then you wrapped it up on Saturday night. You finished seventh in the first heat, and then a runner-up in that last heat, but overall, really consistent. Yeah, it was, um... I guess when the fields come out, I was fairly happy with the six drives I got. Um, there was no sort of standout, but they are all horses racing in good form, and a lot of them were good trainers, so you know they were going to be ready to go. It was probably just up to me to drive them right in the end. Well, the top four going into that last night on Saturday night, yourself, Jonah Hutchison, Angus Garrard, Zach Chapman. 
after you finished seventh in that uh, that first heat on Saturday night, it was always going to be a little tense uh, entering that last heat. But you had a, a horse that was a last start winner, fit in form, and coming up with a good draw. So were you confident that you you know had enough in the bank, plus with that drive ahead to to you know get the result? Um, to be honest with you, Chris, I sort of didn't pay much attention to it after the first heat. Um, things sort of didn't go my way and didn't pan out. Didn't really probably helped in the end. I didn't really pay much attention to where I had to finish or what was around me. So, but it was good to um, have a good horse in the last race, and the barrier draw certainly helped it. Yeah, absolutely. So a job well done, as you said. Big thanks to Botra and Racing Queensland as well. Yeah, for sure. Without them, um, these series don't go ahead, and it's a good pathway for a lot of kids, and it's also a good opportunity for a lot of people to get some outside drives that they wouldn't usually pick up. And, that can also put you in good speed and help you kick you along for the rest of the season. Yeah, good point. And the owners and trainers are fully supportive uh, with, uh, you know, some really nice horses stepping out there. You've got uh, one drive later today at Albion Park. Mafioso Girl, who's coming out of that Trot Rod series, uh, she's drawn the inside of the second row. Do you give her any sort of hope? Um, yeah, she's she's a tricky mare. When she's on, she's on. And if something doesn't sort of go away, she sort of doesn't. Uh, isn't too genuine, but drawn there to sit on the fence, she should go all right. Pretty confident she'll run a good race again. All right, well, fingers crossed. Really appreciate the time again. Job well done taking out the 2021 Botra Queensland Young Drivers Championship. We'll see you later in action. Uh, we'll see you later today in action at Albion Park. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure again. Mobile Rolling on Radio Tab. Well, the highlight race of the weekend, no doubt, was over in Perth on Friday night because it featured Chicago Bull. Two runs back this campaign, unplaced in both. But on Friday night, he had barrier one. He was a long odds on favourite. And everyone thought this was his race to redeem himself, find that winning groove and get his swagger back. But it didn't eventuate that way. He was run down major times, proving too good. To find out more about the Bull, let's go to the man that's in the, the sulky behind the champ. Gary Hall Jr. He joins us now. Jr., appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. How are you going? I'm very well. Uh, how were you feeling on Friday night? Were you surprised, a little disappointed, combination of both? Uh, I was I was probably, um, well, before the race, I was pretty confident. Uh, you know, I thought the horse was, you know, in the right sort of form to be able to win it. His work at home has been very good. The only thing probably a little bit concerning was that his his workouts at home leading up to the first two runs were equally as good. So just thought with the extra fitness under his belt, a couple of race starts, he'd be fine. Uh, He got pulling on me a little bit in the run, which uh, I put the dollies back on him on Friday night to try and spark him up a bit because I just thought he'd been a bit lacklustre and probably worked against me a little bit. After firing him out of the gate, he just got a little bit hard on the bit and... um, then contacted his own sulky tyres a couple of times, and that was enough to just probably tip him over the edge. But still was pretty confident about the 600 when I asked him to go uh, that we're going to be able to hold on. And, um, yeah, major times when he came out of the pack, he looked like he was probably going to go straight past us. And the only positive I really took out of the run was that bully, you know, really stretched his neck and and knuckled down and and kicked back on the bend and looked like he was probably the winner again for a few strides. Um, But, yeah, I think that... over racing was what brought him undone. Um, and that's not trying to make excuses for him, but um, yeah, he, he did. It's not something he usually does. 
So just with it, in those two runs back where he was unplaced, were you surprised that he didn't feature? Or is it a case now that he's getting older, he's probably just taking a little bit more work to bring him to, to peak fitness? Yeah, I think so. And, and the two runs that every, you know a lot of people were sort of stacking him on were, were runs where I think even at his very best and, and fully fit, they would have been... You know, they, he would have really stretched his neck to have to win those races. They were they were anything but run to suit, and um, you know, from bad draws, and he had to cover the whole field. You know, we've seen him do it before, but um, yeah. And, and I just go back to the last prep. He, you know, his first few runs, everyone was riding him off as well. Um, we sort of forgot about that because he came out and showed the the form that we knew he could eventually. Um, and when he got you know fully fit, he he, he really. Um, you know, he really come to the fore. But I think, yeah, nowadays he's, you know, he's not getting any younger. Um, it's not just a matter of, you know, working in here, giving him a few track runs and send him to the races and he's just going to win. It's, it's, you know, it's just not realistic. So so you weren't at all surprised that the, the knocks were coming for him after those two defeats fresh up, given that, you know, he went through the same thing last campaign. You weren't surprised by the criticism that was being levelled. Is that just the... The society that we're in nowadays, where we're quick to just wipe them. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a bad thing, I think. But um, everyone everyone loves potting a champion, I think. And um, you know, there's people out there that you know when when he is called a champion, they um, they even say that the, the term gets thrown around loosely. But not too many horses win over two million dollars uh, and race for the time that he's raced for, and also suffer the injuries that he suffered along the way. So. Um, you know, I, I, I think, um, put it this way, if, if we could buy another 10 of him tomorrow, we, we'd, um, you know, we'd be finding the money, that's for sure. So I, I don't think he's, with, um, you know, people talk about Quinny uh, and Bully. I think Quinny was um, the, you know, the margin for error with Quinny when you were getting ready to race was was, was a lot smaller than with Bully. Bully, I think he, he's the sort of horse that you do really need to have him. Uh, really tightened down to get the best form out of him, and uh, and last time when we saw that, like everyone was sort of dismissing him as a cup source. Last year they thought he wasn't going to make the grade, uh, he wasn't going to come come up to the to the elite level again. But uh, then all of a sudden we had a few runs where he, where they seemed to be probably gut busters, uh, and then and then I think a couple of weeks after that we sat outside Hands and Wheels, and I think Hands and Wheels might have even gone around favourite that night, and we sat outside him and um, yeah, bully. Fully just um, crunched in that night, and and that was it. Everyone was back on the bandwagon. So I'm not really concerned this time in. Um, I just think it's the reality is he's he's not going to be the dominant bull that we know at, at sort of five and early six. He's getting older, and um, yeah, he's, he's, the other ones are going to start catching up. And and the horse that beat him on Friday night too. He's he, he's no slouch. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask about that. Uh, Major Times, originally from Victoria, he's got a pretty good record when you look at it, but uh, obviously he is no slouch because uh, he's won a Bunbury Cup and he rated good time there. 56 for the 2,536 metres, the last mile, and 54.8. So that's as, that's as good as you're going to run in free-for-alls every Friday night there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I think what suited him the most about the race is, judging by his, his runs at Gloucester Park so far, he... He likes a genuine even tempo. Uh, he's the sort of that just he seems to have plenty of bottom to him, and he just keeps running on. Uh, and I think that you know that Friday night race was just set up perfectly for him. Um, 
yeah, he got the good sit early and then the speed was just on from the outset and uh, no one was really making bull run that time. He was just in front and he just got, as I said, he got keen on me. Um, probably could have gone 29 and a half, 30 into the bell um, quite easily. But he just, yeah, grabbed the chewy and went through in about 28 and a half, I think, and that was it. I, once he got to that point, I thought, well, we might as well let him slide now and keep going and um, try and pinch a bit of a break. But he's not that sort of horse. He's always one that doesn't ever sort of win by big margins, I think. So um, I, th- I think the run, well, de- I know I keep saying it this time in, but we're definitely going to know more next start because whether he goes forward or backwards from that run will will be the big sign as to whether we're right about his fitness or not. One thing to come out of that race, which you can probably take as a positive, the margin back to third. There was a good margin. Like you, you, you and Major Times, the top two, really spaced your opposition. Yeah, that's right. So I didn't really think about that until I spoke to Glenn Moore, one of the owners, after on the Saturday, and he said, you know, he's got, I think it was 15 or 16 metres back to the third horse, which was Belle Catherine, and you know, we all know how good she is. She she's Bully's sparring mm-hmm. partner at home, and she she's every bit up to working with him. Um, in a two-off scenario. So, uh, you know, she got a lovely run through about the fence. Um, Kellen got her out sort of, you know, in time to make more ground than probably what she did. So, yeah, I think when you when you draw a line through that, um, yeah, I was probably, I was de- we'll put it this way, I was definitely more disappointed with the first two runs and, and, and more so the, the second up run than I, than I was on Friday night because, um, yeah, when Dad rang the next day from New Zealand, you know, he he sounded a bit worried, and then when I told him what I told him about him over racing and hitting the wheels and that, he said, "Oh, that's right." Then at least there was some sort of excuse. I said, "Yeah, well, you didn't honestly think I was trying to run twenty-eight six into the belt, did you?" <laughs> 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 Haven't been watching his replays. <laughs> uh, when do we see him again? Well, he's nominated for Friday, um, and I haven't spoke to Dad. Uh, today, but I was going to ring him and just see if he was keen on leaving him in, or maybe maybe take him out. But you know, the only thing is, that if he if he doesn't go around Friday, he's just going to have a you know another workout here where um, Dad's probably going to want me to make him move along a bit anyway. So um, we did it last time in. Um, he just kept racing him week to week until he until he found the fitness and uh, you know it seemed to work. So he's a sort of horse. He's very good. Um, He's got a very good uh, recovery bully and, and he's really good-winded. So, you know, even though when it looks like he's might have had a complete gut buster and gone to the line on empty, he is quick to bounce back. So, um, yeah, if, if he is going around Friday, um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be um, I don't think it'll be a problem uh, for him. He'll, he'll still hopefully um, progress on from last week and run a better race again. All right, so he shouldn't be dropping off. No, I wouldn't drop off him just yet. <laughs> um, yeah, we got we got a little bit of egg on our face on Twitter, um, thinking it was just a just a uh, standout on Friday. But um, yeah, I I did know on Friday in the run, sort of midway through the run, I, I knew we were going to be in a little bit of pain. Um, you know, I knew he was going to get very tired late. That's why I sort of tried to get away from him. But on um, the back, but he, yeah, I don't know. I think I think yeah, like I said, that run will either. He'll either do one or two things. He'll either he'll either start going back backwards again, or or we'll just bring him to the top. But I think based on what we saw last time, I mean, it should should just top him off, and hopefully uh, next start we've got the bull we know. All right. Well, we'll wait and see uh, once those fields are released. Uh, as always, really appreciate the time. 
Uh, appreciate the update, and uh, we'll be watching with interest this week. No worries at all, Chris. Cheers. Mobile rolling on Radio Tab. As we know, Albion Park Harness Racing today, it's a good, strong program. Ten races, several southern stables competing at this meeting, so it's going to be uh, quite difficult, I think, to find a few winners. But hopefully we're on the right track, and this man might be able to help us because Brendan Barnes is about to join us, and he had a night out on Saturday night. It was a good night at the office, landing home a, a driving double. He joins us online. Brendan, good morning. Appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. Saturday night was a good night. Sam is perfection, goes back-to-back. He's become a monster, knocking off some pretty talented types in the past two weeks. And Bombardier Jew, John, that was just 12 out of 10, that drive. He took that race by the scrap of the neck and it paid dividends. Yeah, it was a good night. He, um, Sam is perfection. He found a couple of nice little races and, and got good trips. And um, Bombardier Jew, John, well, he was just the class run of the race and we just sort of had to drive him accordingly. Two others that I wanted to ask about from Saturday night. Firstly, the trotter, Claudius Prince. Four starts in Queensland, second each time. Is he going to win up here? <laughs> I think we'll see the best of him in probably probably about three weeks, I think. He's um, he's a very lazy sort of a customer, and he's, he's had quite his fair share of issues over his time. But um, he sort of doesn't like to do a lot of work at home. He sort of goes out and, and just sort of flops along. So fitness is probably down with him. And uh, I think each week he's sort of just tightening up a little bit more and a little bit more. And I sort of think over the coming weeks he'll just keep improving. But we're sort of really happy with him and, and he'll definitely do a good job up here for sure. Okay, with the uh, the Tab Constellation, some good trotting races just around the corner. You're aiming in that direction with Claudius Prince? Yeah, that's the aim. We think he's good enough. He's got really good speed for a trotter. And I think with the last couple of, um, couple of starts, he's sort of run a, a 27 quarter himself and um, hasn't been able to win the race. So it definitely shows he's good enough. That's just the depth we're facing here at the moment. Okay, and the other one that I wanted to mention just from Saturday night was Kiang Marvin in that uh, second uh, junior driver's race or the final heat, heat number six. Fourth behind crunch time, 51.6 was the mile rate. You've come from last at the half. He was beaten probably about 13 metres, but he was he was phenomenal running fourth in that race. Yeah, he was really good. And I think that was only his fourth, maybe fifth lifetime start too, but... He definitely felt like a nice horse, and Gemma's got a nice opinion of him. She actually thinks he's probably nearly as good as that key and cruiser that just won a group one a couple of starts ago. So he definitely felt like a nice horse, and there's high hopes there for him. Okay, we'll follow him with confidence. Let's focus on the task at hand today. You've got a number of drives, and we start with the race two in the claimer. Sabraji, back in good form. He's been very consistent of late, placed his last four. But you've got field rain drawn on your inside in gate two. How does this play out? How do you rate his chances? Yeah, he's going super. We're sort of just going to have to let, sort of let it play it by ear and, um, you know, sort of let him sort of run the gate how he feels. Some days he gets really keen on the gate, wants to fly out. Other days he's sort of just happy to do what you want him to do. But we'll just sort of have to drive him on feel and we'll obviously let him sort of slide out the gate to some degree, depending on how hard that'll be up to him. He is a good leader, there's no doubt about it. But he's no one-trick pony. He's just as capable coming off speed as well. Yeah, that's for sure. We always sort of like to lead over the, the shorter trip with him because he can sort of lead and, and sort of bowl along and still run a nice half and prove hard to catch. But as you said, he uh, can be driven with a sit if we need be. Okay, we go across to race four today and you've picked up a good drive here, cashed up, Gemma Hurt. You drove for Gemma on Saturday night there with Kiang Marvin. This guy is first up. We haven't seen him since late March. Just looking through his form card, He's a last start group one winner, uh, a last start group one runner up. So he does look well placed here in his first Queensland start. 
Yeah, he does look very well placed. It's a nice little race for him, that sort of no win as a three-year-old race. And um, just looking through his form there, he's had a couple of nice trials, sort of just getting ready for this trip. So hopefully he's sort of ready to rumble first up. Is he here on a derby mission? I'm not too sure. I'd obviously think that's sort of the main aim. You know, he's sort of matched up with some of the better three-year-olds down there through the Bathurst series. And, <clears throat> and admittedly, he drew well, but he raced very well. But, so I'm tipping that it'd obviously be the long-term goal for him. Yeah, it's a good record that he possesses. 17 starts, four wins, eight minors, earnings just under 100,000. So he does look exceptionally well-placed. Uh, as far as tactics are concerned today, do you just wait and, you know, chat with Gemma? Do you think you'll go forward and get handy? Yeah, I'm not really sure. We'll have to wait and sort of see what what she wants to do. All these um, all these sort of better runs have been off the pace, but whether she wants to sort of drive him like he's a really good thing, we'll just have to wait and see what she has in mind for him. Sure. Race five today, you've got the drive on our Bella Lucia, one of two runners in this race, Vicky Rasmussen. Draws a nice gate, should be handy. So as winning claims you... Yeah, definitely. It's a tricky little field, that. There's probably a number of them that could win, but... You know, she's not out of it. She went well at Redcliffe last week in the Junior Drivers Series. So, uh, yeah, definitely she's in it for sure. Okay. Race number six, keen on your thoughts here on this runner, the rock and roll king, a former Kiwi. He was well fancied first up, and that followed a really nice trial at Albion Park. He went down narrowly. Uh, He's got a, a tough gate here today, the outside of the front row, and it's only a mile. What did you make of the first up run? We're really happy with his first up run. He um, just wanted to hang out really bad and, and sort of lock on a rein and probably couldn't ever really let him go 100% up the straight. I think if, if he had a sort of steered the way we would have liked him to, I, I still think he kicks on and wins because I don't think he was able to sort of hit full tilt up the straight. But um, we got a lot of time for him. We think he'll develop into a nice horse. And, well, he's, I think he's a noted sort of front runner and a sort of leader, but drawn seven, we'll just have to play it by ear and, and see how we go. Okay. Uh, he was beaten behind Bitcoin in that first up run. They went 53-7. Bitcoin went really well on Saturday night. So that form is certainly holding up. Yeah, for sure. He went super in, in good time there on, on Saturday. So uh, I think we got the, the right horse to sort of be going pretty close in that. It's just sort of the draw is probably not in our favour. Okay. Race seven today, Sweet Appeal. Uh, she's dropping back in grade quite significantly because last time out she contested the Group 1 triad and she wasn't too bad in that race running fourth she's an improving filly uh each and every time she steps out she always seems to perform well how do you rate her in this race today yeah we really like her actually she'll she'll be a really nice race mare she's sort of she's very green and and still learning but she's got good good tactical speed good gate speed and probably just needs to strengthen up a little bit but um sort of when the penny drops she'll be really nice but um yeah to sort of have to see how we go she's drawn that we we probably not have to use her too much. We probably can't get across the one horse anyway, but um, we should get a nice little sit from there, and, and she's got good speed over the later stages if she gets a bit, of, a bit of luck and a good trip. Okay, several good drives there today. Which one are you most keen on? Uh, probably um, cashed up. He looks a pretty nice horse and um, gets into that race pretty well. Okay, we'll take the tip with him. Race four, number six, cashed up. Brendan, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Too easy, thank you. Well, we've got a good push there for cashed up from Brendan Barnes today. Let's find out what our normal Tuesday man is coming up with, Racetrack Ralphie. He's online with us each and every Tuesday, and he joins us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Have you got a winner today? Cashed up was a good push there from Brendan Barnes, and uh, Matty Elkins earlier, he thought Mafioso Girl shouldn't be too far away, but what have you found at today's big 10-race program? 
Chris, I think we can strike early in the day. We're going to go for race one, number 10, Aladdin Sane. Now, this guy couldn't have been missed last week. He's returned to racing following a, a freshen up. His sectionals are absolutely stunning. He ran 56 and a half for the last half and 28.9 in the final quarter in what was a leader-dominated affair. Strips fitter, he's got a smaller field, and the extra distance are all big ticks for him today. He faces a decent handicap off the 30 metres, but he'll overcome that. And honestly, I think Graham Dixon has a really talented trotter here, and he could easily measure up during the upcoming TAB constellations. So we're going to run with race one, number 10, Aladdin Chain. Oh, I like the confidence there. A couple of really good pushes there. And the run last week, as you said, was was an eye-catcher. Those sectionals, very impressive by a trotter. 56 and a half. So race one, number 10, Aladdin. And it's probably a good point you raise. With those big trotting races just around the corner, he's the type of horse that could easily measure up in one of those big ones, a, a race series like the DJA or something like that. Yeah, I think he'll he'll get treated very fairly in the handicapping there, and he could he could meet some of these better horses um, coming off a off a better mark. Yeah, well, we'll take the tip with him. Race one, number ten, Aladdin Sane. So as you said, strike early, and then hopefully we can play up the winnings a little bit later. Take a quarter or two and uh, see how we end up. So that's race one, number ten, Aladdin Sane. Just quickly, uh, your thoughts with that uh, Botra Junior Driver Series on Saturday night uh, coming to a close, Matty Elkins. It was a good finish in the end. He just got the verdict, but uh, a deserving winner. Yeah, it's it, it really is a great concept, uh, the Botra Juniors. It's been going now for a few years, and it's just getting stronger and stronger. The support that they're getting from some of the trainers and owners as well. Um, Peter Gregg, he, he's a great trainer. He's, he places his horses in those races. Um, you know, they're penalty-free races. Um, and he knocked off a couple at Redcliffe. He was, he was dominant all the way through. But, uh, yeah, good on Matty Elkins. He deserves it. And uh, the others, well, they've got a long time in front of them to come. Yep, absolutely. Job well done to all concerned there for that series stage last week. But Matty Elkins crowned our winner on the weekend. Ralphie, as always, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, see you, Chris.